Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, joined by Thomas Patrick Dorian. Hello. And we're really lucky to have <laughs> Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. Uh, because today, uh, uh, you know, here at the parish, it's doll camp. <laughs> American Heritage d- uh, Girls. He's being pulled. And uh, yeah, and Sam, American, American what? American, American, don't act like you don't American know. American girl dolls, you mean? Because, yeah, American heritage girls. You don't know what American heritage girls is. That's different than American girl dolls. Yeah, I don't know if the. You know what? This might just be American girl dolls. I don't know. <laughs> you would know. I because, would because <laughs> you're here at the you're here at doll camp, uh, and luckily two of your favorite things are happening at the same time. Oh yeah. Uh, American Girls Doll Camp. Yes. Yeah, because I've seen quite a few come in, and there's a there's a Ziggy doll, which is really cool. It's got a lifelike hair, but <laughs> anyway, all that aside, uh, I'm glad you're here with us. I, I'm glad I'm here too, and so and my doll Jessica. Yeah, uh, right. Well, <laughs> he doesn't have a doll named Jessica. He's lying now. Okay. Yes, well, does. anyway, people well, in Radio Land are like, these guys are really weird. I'm just going to point that. Out. That's right. That's right. We are weird sometimes, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, God loves us anyway. Yes. And so today we have an interesting um, we have an interesting show because we're it's going to be it's kind of inspired by a recent exchange that Sam had with his friend named Stephen. And I you did. got Stephen's permission apparently. I did. I, I messaged him. And, All right. Uh, very good. Stephen's a great guy. He's got a Catholic Twitter page uh, at. You search for it by going to at Pray the Rosary Twelve on Twitter. He's got about fifty thousand followers. Um, it's it, Pray the Rosary is is what it is, and and he leads a large group rosary online each night, and he promotes the Catholic faith in a variety of ways. He's a, Steve's a, and I connected last year through mutual friends. We became friends ourselves. He's a wonderful guy, and uh, he, he shared a, a tweet recently, or a couple of tweets. And uh, it led to a conversation between me and him, which then inspired the topic for the show. Right. And so what he said was, Catholic dating is horribly depressing. As Catholics, we only want to marry other Catholics. So there already takes large percentage of the population out of the picture. Then we narrow that down to people that are actually practicing Catholic that follows the rules of our faith and not just Catholic names. And so no, that was his actual. That was his actual. Tweet. That was his actual tweet. Yes. And so I reached out to him privately and I shared some thought. And I figured, it, based on their conversation, it might be a good topic for our show. So this is a Catholic dating show. Now. <laughs> so if you're looking for, you know, a good, a, a, a wonderful, significant other, right, right, a, a future spouse, <laughs> right, this is the show to be at. Well, I, I think come, I and, just... come and order uh, a donut and <laughs> a kinda, coffee. It's kind of perfect too. Back in the day, if you typed in. Catholic cafe, not the Catholic cafe. You went to a dating service. That's exactly right. That was a. So it's it was kind of yeah, yeah. It was it was a matchmaker site. Yeah, uh, and they they uh, they like go Catholic cafe because they had Baptist cafe and Methodist cafe. <laughs> They'd gone through about all these uh, URLs, uh, and so still, I think still to this day, Catholic cafe. Stephen, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, hey, Stephen, go to Catholic... I'm going to shorten the show for you. <laughs> go to CatholicCafe.com. Well, it- now, we are the Catholic Cafe. Just want people to know. Yes. Right. The CatholicCafe.com, and then you will find us. Yeah. But 
Catholic cafe goes elsewhere. Well, and, and, and just to clarify, you know, obviously this what we're going to be talking about is relevant to dating, but what I ended up sharing with Stephen really broadens to just Christian life generally. It's a plot. It's applicable to things like dating and the difficulty that comes in finding a, a, a faithful spouse for those who are navigating this. But really, the sort of stuff that we talked about applies to all Christians who are di- who are navigating difficulties in their lives. Yeah. Well, and so and and really, honestly, uh, this particular uh, topic is because there are a lot of people listening who are probably uh, who are currently uh, engaged as it were not literally but maybe there are some people who are engaged uh, god bless you and congratulations on your upcoming <laughs> nuptials right. but uh but there are people who are married listening to sure, the show sure. certainly Pe- but then even those who are married uh they're gonna have kids they're gonna have family they're gonna have people around them who are looking for uh, um you know god's plan in their life when it comes to marriage and finding a good uh spouse uh, and they and they want to do the right thing. They want to find somebody within uh, within the, the fold, as it were, or someone who looks like they're coming into the fold, or or whatever. And so that's why this can be an important uh, show for somebody. Well, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, focusing in for a second on the dating aspect, you know, a lot of people, you know, they end up dating somebody that they don't they're not even necessarily looking for a catholic spouse you know they might not be serious about their faith and then sometimes they get married and then later the uh their faith becomes important to them maybe when they have a kid that gets baptized or something like that a lot of times there's gradual uh growth in, in faith in this case what we're talking about what steven is, is shedding light on is what if you're already on fire for your faith as a single person and you really believe as a matter of discernment that god has marriage plans for you, but you're not, it's very hard for you to find someone who's potentially compatible with you because you, as a matter of faith, only want to date a fellow Catholic, but not just a fellow Catholic, someone who's serious about their faith, someone who's going to follow all the rules of the faith, who's going to want to build little saints, right? And and at that point, it becomes, well, I'm reducing the number of uh, potential matches here to, to like next to zero, you know what I mean? Like it starts if you've a, got a tiny percentage of the population is what's right. Left. If you've got a house with a pool and you're trying to sell it, right? You instantly, you know, cut half of your market out, right? Right, because a lot of people don't, don't want a pool, right? Right, and so it it, it it can be it can be troubling to some, and they might see the negative side of things and go like, this is going to be like needle in a haystack kind of stuff. Well, and that's why. So what I said to my friend was that God is the master. Of all probabilities, so that sounds like you're like having like some kind of math discussion, and you got to get your Rubik's cube out, and you're, you're <laughs> it's in my pocket. That's yeah, the I square could. square bulge that's yeah, on the right. side. I thought I that was in. a new cell phone. And, uh, <laughs> n- no, I, uh, so when you say God is a master of all probabilities, that's actually based on. You're basing that kind of on another scripture. You're kind of another yeah. way of looking at another scripture that we all know. Yeah, and that's what Angel Gabriel's words, uh, with God all things are possible. Yes. Right? And and let's think about this for a second. Those are the fi- That's the final message given by the Angel Gabriel to Our Lady right before she gives her fiat. He says, with God all things are possible. And then she says, right after that, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And so we have to have, this is actually something I first heard from Deacon Walt Bolton, a a wonderful deacon here in our diocese, that we must first have heart knowledge that with God, all things are possible before we ourselves can give 
are fiat. There is an element of faith involved before you say yes. Yes. Well, I mean, if God's not the master of all probabilities, right, and, and then we're where are we putting our faith, right? So if we're only seeking outcomes that are likely to come naturally on their own as a matter of probability, then we're not really letting him be Lord, right? So to let him be Lord, we'll sometimes have to make the choice to wait for that which is statistically unlikely. Now, I, I, you know, at this point, I want to I want to kind of not deviate from what we're talking about, but sure. I do want to make sure people are aware of something here. Hopefully you can see that this is not just about dating, right? right. Since this, that was the context in which you engaged yes. uh, with Stephen on this topic. But the reality is uh, we all have a need to, uh, to live in our faith in pretty much everyday life and all the, the, the big decisions, the little decisions that, that we encounter in life. Uh, so if the kids aren't going to church, uh, if you can't find the right job that's the, the right fit for you, if you're feeling that you're under the, the weight of a terrible of addiction or, or some other burdensome thing in your life, uh, you know, this idea of understanding that with God all things are possible is key to your life. But that's why we're, we're, we're wanting you not – don't just look at this in terms of, like, Catholic dating, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. This, no. is, this, is, this is a situation where pretty much uh, we can all go through life and there are things that we feel drawn to that we think is part of God's plan for us. And yet we look at that and go like, man, I would think in my human estimation that the probability of, for that happening in my life is extremely low. Right. Right, but that's this is where you're getting into this faith about trusting God and believing in God, having that faith, and letting that faith be uh, the bed on which uh, all of your your uh, your desires lie. Well, and, and one of the things, so a couple of things. First, our our faith is a faith that affirms belief in miracles. Yeah, right. And miracles don't have to be flashy, right? I mean, it can be a set of a miracle can really be a set of everyday occurrences coming together in the exact right way, the exact right time. I mean, that can be a miracle too, depending on the context, right? And I think that we when we are uh letting ourselves be governed by the concern that, oh, this is never going to happen, right? Now, and first of all, actually, let me take a step back before I say what I was about to say, and that's this. We do have to be real about our circumstances, right? We do have to pay attention to what's going on. Like, we can't just be like, I know that the lottery is not like, I'm not likely to win the lottery, but I'm just going to put all my faith that God's going to buy a lottery ticket and God's going to fix everything with this lottery ticket because with God, all things are possible. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're also not saying that you should um, go against the grain of what God's already doing in your life and just throw all that out the window and just say, well, I want to do something completely different with my life instead, right? Because God builds on nature. He, he meets us where we are and he builds on our circumstances. Right, so I shouldn't sell my house, right. stand on the street corner with a packed suitcase, maybe not even a packed suitcase, I don't need it because God's going to take care of me, yes. and then wait for the next plan that God has for me to take fruition. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. Don't do right. that. So we, we, should, we, should not, we should not do that, right? Um, and, and so to this extent, it is important for us to have uh, 
I, I think a reality check with ourselves about where where our circumstances are, and we also have to be in a state of prayer and surrender with God. And we really need to, the, you know, we don't want to just say like I'm waiting for God to do this, but we're not engaging God in conversation, right? Like at the end of the day, we've talked before on this show that uh, asking you shall receive that scripture, asking you right. shall receive. You know, a lot of us, we might listen to that scripture, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knock on the door will be open to you. That means that if I pray for it, I get it, right? But what's the it? At the end of that scripture, he's saying that God's going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Which means he's going to give you the gift of being governed by him, by his will, by him who is love, right? And be transformed by that love and be a witness of love to others, right? And, and living in that love does uh, require us to walk in faith, okay, and, and, and have trust that he is Lord, right? And so all, all of that is, is absolutely true, right? But when we make the choice to wait for things, including things that are statistically unlikely, there's something that happens, okay? If, we, if we're really certain, like let's say somebody in Stephen's position, they've Open themselves up to maybe God's calling me to the priesthood, for example, or celibate vocation, something different than marriage. And then, and then that person has 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 discerned. No, I, I I really think that God has marriage plans for me, right? And and so they're really confirmed from a place of prayer and a place of surrender that that they're on the right path. But God hasn't placed that woman in their life. Well, what's happening then when they're making the choice to wait for that which is statistically unlikely? then we are allowing God to clear away a world of possible choices, choices that will only serve to distract us. You know, this is especially important for things like dating. There's all sorts of, if you're a guy, there's all sorts of beautiful women who, who have wonderful qualities who could very much distract you from the sort of life that God might be calling you to in marriage. He's calling you to a woman with terrible qualities. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, I'm not I'm kidding. But if they're not, if they're not, if you're desiring a, a truly Catholic marriage to build a, a church domestic with a future spouse, right? To raise little, to raise little uh, saints, you know, to focus on virtue within, within the context of your marriage. That's, that's not something that just happens overnight with people. You know, and so finding a woman, uh, or if you're a woman, finding a man who has already come to that point in their faith life, um, the beautiful thing is, is that woman, she's praying for God to bring that spouse, to, that man to her. And that man, he's praying for, for, for God to bring that woman to her. And, you know, yeah, there's going to be a period of waiting, but God can use that period of waiting. He can use it to purify our, ten- our intentions. He can use that to help us prepare the, with uh, the, the graces that we need uh, to receive that which we're praying for. And again, this is not just about dating. I mean, this could be also for a job, for example. Like, yeah. I, want, I want a job that's meaningful, that's doing something meaningful for others and uses all my gifts uh, so I can have that fulfillment. Um, You're talking about a vocation. Yeah, it can be, right? Yeah. And so, well, a vocation in the strictest sense is going to be like, you know, a vocation to the priesthood and stuff like that. But you can still have mission in your job. Oh, yeah. Well, you but, know? But, but vocation is, is literally just a call. And it can be a call to be married. It can be a call right. yeah. to be single. It can be that kind of call. But also a call to be a doctor or sure. a, a lawyer or a soldier or, a, a you know, a, a husband, a father, agent. insurance agent, you know, whatever it is. And the, and I because I get there there are like different kind of vocations in life and and at different levels, but the reality is what what we're talking about here I think is understanding 
and uh, uh, you know, finding God's will for your life. Yes. Right. And and and, and believing that, that God has a plan for you, and that's something that a lot of people uh, we we easily get confused. Right. Um, there are there are well-meaning parents that have kids that have kind of lost their way in the faith. Then those parents are like, well, if I put this little Bible tract on their pillow at night, if I show them this DVD, if or if I, you know, uh, if I do um, like the, uh, a, a novena of novenas for them, you know, they're, 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 and that's beautiful. But part of that, what you're saying is here, having this patience, this ability to wait, sometimes in that wait as we're praying for God's will and being open to his will, sometimes we might, there are times in my life where I have realized what I was praying for was not the best thing for me. Right. I thought that I wanted this, and I thought that the, the, the best thing for me would be this, would be X, and then I found out it was Y. Right. But only because I was patient. Or maybe I wasn't patient at the beginning, but as you know, hard luck or whatever obstacles and start things coming my way. And I'm like, Lord, this is getting harder for your design in my life, which I have actually laid out for you, Lord, (laughs) you know, to, to take place. And you start to realize that maybe me winning the lottery or, uh, although I still have hope there's, there's still that possibility, but, but, but forget us. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'll never forget you, Tom. Uh, And, and, and the thing is, you know, we, we have this, these, these designs on our own life, when in fact we really should be trying to conform ourselves to God's will, to discern God's will, right, through Ignatian spirituality or any other number of ways, but try to figure out what am I supposed to be praying for here? What is supposed to be happening in my life? Lord, you know, and then we get into the age-old thing, send me a sign, any sign, you know? And, and, and the thing is, uh, really a lot of this is just being open to God's will. It's amazing when we're open and when we're vulnerable, when we don't have self designs, right? right? It's amazing how things start to work out. Well, and you bring up an important point insofar as uh, God; He's eternal, and therefore He's unchanging. He's He's immutable. He's unchanging. And so sometimes we have this notion of if I pray for th- something long enough, it'll change God's mind. And that's actually that's heresy. Like literally, a dogma of the church is that God is unchanging, right? Like, and so. Now, it can sometimes feel like that's what happened, and and God can sometimes create for us the experience of, now I've changed my mind, um, and that's how, it, how it's received by us. But ultimately, um, God uses these times. Uh, it's not, it's not, we're not changing God's will by our prayers. He is changing our wills in some, some, sometimes in obvious ways and sometimes in very... Um, uh, in ways that are more subtle and nuanced, right? But he's using this time. He's he he wants us to have these. Like if if, if we're called to be married, he wants us to have a spouse. He wants us to be fruitful and multiply, right? Or in terms of your prayers for a job that's really meaningful and uses all your gifts, he wants that for us, right? But it could be that there are some things within us that needs to get cleared out and needs to get healed in order for us to really receive that gift in a rightly ordered way. And it, or it also could be that we're wrong about what God wants. Yeah, and I, that you know. I'm reminded of a um, a comedian who was you know talking about family life and growing up and talking about kids and parents and and he was talking about this you know uh, ki- like as kids we think our parents are dumb 
right. would just think, I mean, how stupid my parents are. Like when I'm when I'm 18 years old, my parents are the dumbest thing on the planet. And by the time I'm like 28, you know, you, you think and marvel to yourself how much your parents have learned in 10 years. <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's Mark just Twain. that's right. That's just how much we stop and think or don't stop and think. And this is the same thing with our relationship with God. It's amazing how much God has changed to be more like me. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's not what's going on. Right. It's like we are we are maturing, we're becoming more wise, we're becoming more like God as we practice our faith, if we if, if, as we uh, receive the sacraments. Um, it's it's a, you know, you are what you eat and as we as we consume more Jesus in in Eucharist, we become more like him if we're open and and willing uh, to learn, like you know, to learn from him, and it's amazing how things change, our perspectives change, and what we think we wanted in our lives, and how we think, like Lord, thank you for helping me to know that that wasn't good for me, right? Right, that wasn't your will for me, and I just things are so much better now. I mean, if, I, you know, if I literally have told my wife a couple of times, and she's probably listening to this show right now, and she's had a little smile on her face, and and it's like, I, you know, I wouldn't be Catholic if it weren't for you. And I know she was like, well, that's not true. And that's what she said at first. But it's like, no, no, I promise you, I would not be. I wouldn't be a deacon for sure. But I probably wouldn't be Catholic. I would have wandered. And it's like, it's because you you were the rock, you know, f- for me. Uh, and if I'd had, quote, unquote, my way, mm. which I would have convinced myself was God's way, right? He Well, he wants me to be outside of this and over there. He wants me to be there because that's what I wanted or I thought I wanted. Until I realize now, it's like I wouldn't trade anything. I wouldn't trade my wife. I wouldn't trade, you know, my nine beautiful children. I wouldn't trade the experiences that we've had. But I don't know if on my own I could have accomplished any of that or half of that. Well, and this is one of the reasons why it's important for us when we pray in order for us to really be open. For us to say, if this be your will, yeah, when we make our prayers, right, like, and to not be presumptive, and 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 to really mean it, if this be your will, and to and to really come to our Lord with open hands, and really to come to Him with, uh, in a state of surrender, and and to really do a radical self inventory. Why is this thing important to me? Why do I think that I need this, right? Um, and and because sometimes, I mean, marriage is a good and holy thing. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, priesthood is a good and holy thing. It's a wonderful thing. All the various sort of uh, traditional vocations and states in life that are out there are good and holy. But guess what? They can also be want- desired for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right? And so um, that's why it's important for us to come to God in a state of surrender. And this brings us back to, our, to the fiat. You know, again, with God, all things are possible. And so we must acknowledge that with God, all things are possible, that he is truly Lord and he's master of all probabilities. And with that trust in him, and that him who has this power that we do not, him who sees all in ways that we do not, he who sees all the probabilities in ways that we do not and has a perspective that we lack. It's within that place that we can join with our blessed mother and saying, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to thy word. Yeah, and, we, and we've got to be open to that. I, that's, that's the thing. And, and the beauty in all this, in this, in this idea of God being the master of all probabilities, um, no matter how improbable something might seem to you, uh, you know, if it be your heart's desire, you know, give it time. It may not truly be God's desire for you, right? It may be not in line with God's will and, 
and, and what God's plan for you is, which is why it's important. It's not it's not wrong for you to have desires. It's not wrong for you to pray about things and, and really feel strongly about something in your life, whether it be a, a potential spouse or uh, anything else we've talked about, your, your kids and where they are in life, all of these things. They may seem highly improbable. You know, and Bess and I have some situations in our life where it's like, we look at each other and go like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Right. But we've got to have faith that God can do that. And we don't need to get bound up in the probabilities. Let God, who is the master of probabilities, handle all of that. Yeah. And, and like my friend Steven said in his tweet, like, this can all be very horribly depressing. You know, it can get to us. It can affect us. You know, whether it's waiting for a spouse, waiting for that job or whatever it might be. And here's the thing. Our, fa- our, our sufferings have salvific value. So, yeah, if we're feeling depressed... Be honest about that with ourselves, but then make an offering of those sufferings to the Lord and grace can be unleashed through that and can also potentially help us along in the process, both in purifying us and preparing us, but also unleashing grace in the world to help uh, bring to fruition that which we are praying for. Right. And stay close to the sacraments, stay close to the church. And also, you know, we've talked about having a spiritual director before, but have somebody that you can bounce some of these desires people someone who knows you uh and knows you well and they're spiritually grounded that is a great opportunity to help be a sounding board for you and finding god's will in your life be patient stick with the sacraments know that god loves you god loves you know know that you are loved and that's that's so important to to understand to reach the fullness in your mind of who you are Yes. Right? Uh, to have faith in God, to trust, and certainly to be open, to be open, to be vulnerable, uh, and be willing to be uh, uh, molded, to be uh, willing to be conformed to God's will. That's, that's powerful. And then believe. Have faith. Right? So have faith in miracles. Miracles do happen. Have faith uh, in, in, in all the possibilities and all the, uh, the probabilities and things may seem against you. But you know what? Just have faith in God. Just believe that God loves you and that God has a plan for you. And in this way, uh, amazing things can happen uh, if you allow them to happen, if you're open to them happening. Uh, so we, we, certainly, uh, we certainly want uh, uh, Stephen to find, if, you know, if, uh, he, I hope, hope he finds a woman. Absolutely, and and if you are a woman, you're available. I'm just kidding. Don't please. That's not (laughs) no. But but we can reach out and we can find if you want to if you want to follow Stephen on his Twitter page. It's at pray the rosary the number twelve at pray the rosary twelve. And let's pray for Stephen in his quest. Let's pray for everyone who who has the same quest in their life, just to know God's will uh, and to uh, to live in the fullness. Uh, and have a taste of heaven in this in this world so that we can enjoy uh, God's company in the next. Uh, and so with that, let's ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to intercede on our behalf and to pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.